Alright, today is Halloween, October the 31st, just to maybe kind of give a little bit of a teaching or understanding of what's going on and what Halloween is all about. Um, Halloween actually comes from um, all three words, all hallows Eve. So kind of put it together, happy Halloween, in a sense. So tomorrow, the church celebrates All Hallows Day. Um, hallow uh, basically uh, is a word that means holy, one who is set apart, right? Um, hallowed be thy name, right? We say in the Our Father, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, holy is thy name. So we call tomorrow, here in the United States, at least today, these days, All Saints Day, right? So November the 1st, November the 2nd, in our church, we recognize those who have died and gone before us. And we believe, of course, that death does not have the last word, right? So uh, we believe tomorrow, celebrate those who are triumphant, for those who we believe to be in heaven with God, are able to see him face to face or in that beatific vision, and have received the gift of eternal life, which we believe is promised to all of those who believe in God and follow Him, right? Which I hope and I pray that for all of you, um, that you desire um, that this promise will be fulfilled in your life as you desire to know and to follow God, right? On Tuesday, we celebrate All Souls Day. So those who, we, who have died, who we are, believe are in a place of purgatory, so we believe that purgatory is part of heaven, but there is a purification before you're able to completely um, see God face to face and be able to receive completely his love. Maybe being purified of our sinfulness and our brokenness um, of our own humanity, but being able to see God face to face soon. So just like other feasts that we celebrate throughout the year, right, we have Christmas Day, and we have Christmas Eve, right? The day before, getting ready to enter into that celebration, right? We have um, another word for Eve is also vigil, right? So we have Easter, the celebration of Easter. The day before is the Easter vigil, right? The celebration that happens the night before, which we believe actually is the actual day, right? Kind of going way back, um, people from the Old Testament times believe that the day ended when the sun set. And that the actual next day began um, after sunset. So vigil or eve is just an opportunity to begin to enter into the celebration of that day or of the next day. Right? So Halloween um, basically is celebrating, beginning to celebrate uh, All Saints Day or All Hallows Day. So you can do it by trick-or-treating. You can do it by dressing up. Um, particular ways that you can celebrate Halloween. Just to throw out a couple things, maybe just for you to, to be aware of or in tune to. Number one is an encouragement to stay away from particular things like uh, tarot cards. Sometimes on Halloween, Ouija boards come out. Um, particular things like horoscopes and things like this. So these are not of our faith. Maybe these particular things are might be a interaction with another spirit or another dimension or whatnot. Um, but these are not of our Catholic faith, right? We actually have something greater than these particular things, right? We are called to be in relationship with God himself. So what do we need other spirits for, right? 
What do we need to be in contact with a Ouija board to tell us something, or even tarot cards to tell us something, or even our horoscopes, the stars? We have God himself, Jesus Christ, who took upon our flesh. Jesus Christ, who sent us the Holy Spirit. We can reach out to the Holy Spirit, right, through our confirmation. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us and to speak to us and to direct us of God's will and plan for us in our own life. So I know sometimes tarot cards might, or even a Ouija board might be kind of interesting, or I wonder what this is going to do or say, but just encouragement is we don't need that. And if you have read your horoscope, or if you have used tarot cards or Ouija boards or whatnot, just encouragement uh, to bring that up the next time that you go to confession. So it is sinful in some sense. It is looking at or turning to other gods or other idols or other picker things. So just encouragement or just a reminder. Um, if your friends are going to look at those picker things, encouragement is not to participate. Maybe even encourage them. You don't have to tell them they're bad people or something. <laughs> but encourage them to recognize what you're doing with those particular things. Um, conjuring up other particular spirits that are not God himself. <clears throat> Transition. <laughs> Speak a little bit about the gospel and the reading today. So just want to say a couple things here. Um, Again, this is, as I said at the beginning of Mass, a pretty familiar scripture, right? So Jesus kind of gives us, uh, you could say, uh, the key, right? Um, as this scribe asks, what is, what is the greatest commandment? And of course, in the Jewish law, there were over 600 different laws or commandments or rules that had to be followed. So there was probably always a lot of talk between many of the rabbis and scholars and scribes about which one was the most important, which one was the greatest, right? So maybe curious to see what Jesus would say, right? To kind of put him on the spot, maybe see what camp he was in or what rule or law that he agreed to be the most important. And so he says uh, to love God first and foremost with all your heart, mind, and soul and strength and to love your neighbor as yourself. I would like to think most of you would be able to, to say that or to know that. Um, us as Christians, as Catholics, um, called to love God first and foremost in our life and our neighbor as ourself. And I was kind of reflecting upon this uh, today, kind of rec recognized maybe one thing that I know a lot of times I take for granted um, is that I know how to love. I think sometimes it's very easy again to say those things, to love God first and foremost in your life with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. But really, what does it mean to love? And can I, as a human person, actually fully love another? Real quick, a simple definition of love is basically um, an action for another, a selfless action for another, for the good of the other. That I do something selfless or outside of myself for another person for their good alone. Not for my own recognition or that I get any kind of uh, credit, but love is something that I do for the other, completely for the other, right? If we as humans, it's, it's good for us to recognize that, um, first and foremost, we cannot completely love on our own. So I think it's good to just to say that. And my hope or my prayer is that every time that the reason that you come to church 
maybe desiring to kind of place this on your own heart, that I want to go to church on Sunday to learn what it is to love or how to love. Maybe even more powerfully is to recognize that I go and I experience or enter into an action of someone else who has loved me completely. So that the Mass each Sunday that we enter into is to experience Jesus' saving act on the cross for me, right? That as we come to Mass, we come to enter into our God who is loving us. Our God who gives himself selflessly or selflessly um, upon the cross. I think this is important for us to hear, for you to say. Um, Mass isn't just doing an particular action or checking something off the box or doing it because I'm supposed to do it. But I, I hope that your purpose or reason for coming to Mass is that I want to enter into and remember an experience of someone actually loving me, completely and purely. Sure, our parents, I'm sure hopefully many of us have had parents who have loved us, and even in that it's an incomplete love, but it is pretty strong love of our parents to a child, maybe husband and wife, uh, maybe many of you who are, some of you are married or have been preparing for that sacrament of marriage, recognizing the opportunity of selfless love to the other, but we're not necessarily perfect in that, but seeking and striving to love. I think we need a lot of encouragement, <laughs> at least I know I do, because um, there's a lot of reasons in this world not to love somebody. Um, maybe they have a different point of view than I have, or they see things differently, or they root for a different football team, or they, they have uh, just different political ideas, or whatever it might be. And oh, so quickly, at least I sometimes get very much caught up in this. You know, many of you maybe have heard of President Biden going to visit Pope Francis this last week. Maybe there's a lot of bigger things that have stirred up in your own heart about that visit and what exactly is going on there. Uh, many particular things come up in our own lives, daily lives, that move us not to want to love. We put up a lot of different barriers or boundaries. We put up a lot of particular things. Um, sometimes it can be, quote, quote, easier, or we at least fall into this, that it's easier to love somebody who agrees with me. Maybe it's sometimes easier to love somebody who sees who has loved me first. Or sometimes it's easier to love somebody, again, who kind of sees life the same way that I see it. But Jesus Christ offered a complete sacrifice of love as he gave himself on the cross, right, for each and every one of us. I'm not going to be fully able to, under, to explain it. I've been unpacking it, and I try to unpack it in my prayer every day. I kind of have, kind of tried to use my prayer time each day as, Lord, as I sit down, teach me how to love. Show me, Lord, what it means to love today. Help me, Lord, to notice what keeps me from loving other people today or to loving you today. And I recognize that this is very helpful because I think for all of us, it just needs to be, a, in some sense, a reprioritizing. What is the most important thing that I'm going to be going about today? Many of us understand what it means to study, to make good grades, and so we, we know that that's a priority. Many of us know that it's important to keep uh, food on the table and the lights on, that we need to work, 
Um, we need to make money. We need to spend that money on good things that will help to take care of us and our family. Uh, many of us understand what it means for leisure and to be able to have a good time to relax and enjoy with friends. But do we really understand what it means again to love? And again, I think that we don't have to worry about trying to do it ourselves. If you're trying to make it yourself, um, that you figure out how to love, maybe again, too, we're doing it wrong. Um, if you want to know how to love, there has to be a encounter with Jesus Christ. And there has to be a desire for allowing him to show you how to love and allowing him to love in and through you. So again, hopefully each and every time that you come to Mass on Sunday, there is a desire in your heart to witness and to remember a saving act. I don't know if this will help or not, but just real quick to tell, I don't know if any of you have seen this, the movie Saving Private Ryan, a movie that came out, I think, in the late 90s, kind of a story about, uh, it was placed in World War II, kind of goes back at the end of, close to the end of the war where um, the Allied forces stormed the beaches of Normandy, trying to push back the Germans, kind of sets out in this uh, story that a mother sent four sons, four of her sons were soldiers, and three of them had died, were killed in action. And so kind of the, the leaders there kind of recognize that, well, we don't want her to lose her fourth son. So we need to save her son, the son that's still alive, and take him out of the war um, so the mother doesn't lose all four of her sons. So they send a group of about seven or eight soldiers to go and to find this guy called Private Ryan. So they encounter him, and when they find him, they recognize, they figure that it's going to be a pretty easy task. Get him, bring him to safety. But he doesn't want to leave, leave, his, leave his platoon. He doesn't want to leave his brothers, whom he has formed and who he's been fighting with. So reluctantly, this group that has gone to save him, they seek to stay and to fight along this particular group, right? So as the story goes along, um, ending up, the main guy in that group ends up dying, right? And uh, ultimately, the battle is kind of won in that area. Of course, we all know the story with the end of the war. But fast forward to the last scene of the movie, is, at least for me, was very powerful. And I'm sorry, spoiler alert here, but uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie, um, it's showing that young man, Private Ryan, and he is about probably in his 70 or 80s, and he is at the uh, tombstone um, of the, the man who was leading the charge to come in and save him, right? And ended up fighting along with him. And he's there with his mom and his wife, with his children, grandchildren, and he is in some sense playing honor and thanking him for coming in some sense to, to save him or to protect him or to enter into that fight with him. And he kind of re recognizes that he is alive today because this man fought along with him, this man came to save him, to protect him. I think more powerfully for us too, we, we have to come to recognize that saving action of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, God, took upon our flesh and entered the reality of our sinful world. He per se didn't come just to pick us out of it, but he came to enter into the battle with us against sin. He gave his life for us. He died on the cross, and we believe, of course, that he also rose. 
So every Sunday when we come to Mass, there is a sense of realization that I'm alive because of you, Lord. As you look upon that crucifix, as you receive the Eucharist here in a few minutes, hopefully there's movement in your own heart of, I'm alive because you died for me. I can live each day. I can learn each day. I can teach each day. I can go out and make money, provide for my family, my education. I can spend that money. I can heal if I'm hurt. I can share life and enter into relationships with other people because of your saving act, because of your death on that cross, I can live today. So the power of, again, being able to come to Mass, not because it's just a regular routine, but I'm coming to Mass to remember a sacrificial love, an act that was done for me, and that I am alive because Jesus died and rose again. So as you continue to seek, to desire to live out these commandments, loving God first and foremost in your life, with all your heart, mind, and soul, and strength, as you desire to love your neighbor completely as yourself, we first have to recognize I cannot love God or others if I do not, not first love myself and recognize what that love looks like. So the more that you are able to reflect upon God's saving act, the more it helps us to be alive. The more it helps us to recognize how I can, am a call to love others. And hopefully the more open that I am to allow the Lord to love in and through each and every one of my words and actions. That everything that I do in my mind, everything I do in my heart, everything that I do in my soul and with my strength, I allow the Lord control of those things and obedient to seek to love as he has loved, to serve as he has served, um, to give hope to the, world, to the world, to bring a light to the world, right? So just encouragement, as you sit down and pray this week, just taking um, opportunity to see, again, why do I go to Mass? Uh, what I desire to encounter at Mass? What does it mean that I am loved completely? Reflecting upon the sacrificial uh, act if you sit and stare at the crucifix and reflect upon God's love for 15 or 20 minutes a day, it can be a very, very powerful time of prayer. And you recognize that you are alive and able to love others because first you've been loved by God. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out our sister podcast, Aggie Catholic Talks, to hear talks from Magnify, Catholicism 101, and more. Thanks, God bless, and giga.